Hi, everybody, and welcome to Just Sold with Brent McIntosh. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and joining us is Brent McIntosh. How are you, how are you doing today? Everything good? I'm well. How are you, Bryn? I'm doing fine, thank you. Uh, this podcast has been a blast doing it with you. Today, we're on to episode three, and today we're talking about return on investment, and that is a huge topic for so many people, is it not? It is. I get called a lot on this one where somebody asks me, should I renovate my house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, my, my answer is that depends. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to talk about today some of the best places to put that money into your house. And the answer, of course, that depends. It, that depends on how long are you planning on living there. So if you're planning on selling that house in the near future, then my answer is typically no, you should not renovate that house. You should not put any more money into the property because you're going to be disappointed with the amount you're going to get back for the actual purchase price. And the buyer is just going to get a whole bunch of new things included in that purchase price for free. So um, again, that depends is the answer. If somebody is going to stay in their house for five plus years, then... I'm pretty excited to share with them where their money would be best suited as far as raising the value of that home. And it's easiest to talk about the house as far as needs and wants okay. in a property. And so the things that you need in a home are things like shingles, furnaces, windows, landscaping, um, fences, decks. Those things are almost on everybody's property and actually add very little value to a property. So if you have to put in a brand new furnace into your home and it ends up costing somewhere between four dollars and $5,000, unfortunately, the value of your house did not go up by that same four dollars or $5,000. And in fact, the value just stayed the same. There might be an advantage to selling the property that has a new furnace versus a, a property that has an old furnace, but you're not going to return that four or $5,000. Needs and wants? Well, people want really nice kitchens and really nice bathrooms. Yes. So that has never changed. And those are the top two things to invest back into your property. Now, as long as they are beautiful, then you should return almost dollar for dollar for the amount that you spend on those two items. Some other good spots to put into the house would be flooring, some really nice flooring, and paint. Paint is relatively inexpensive compared to almost everything else that you're going to do to a property. And that's where the list sort of drops off, Bryn. Um, light fixtures might be an okay return on investment, but almost anything else that you can possibly think of regarding a house is going to provide you very little return on investment. And now I say very little. Well, how much does that mean? Well, if we look at items like landscaping, fencing, decks, window coverings, and I mentioned these things because these are a lot of things that are not included with brand new homes. They virtually add zero dollars back to the resale price of that property. And unfortunately, they're needed. So if you go and bought a brand new house for 400,000 and you put another 40 to 50,000 dollars into those items that I just said, unfortunately, that house is still worth 400,000. It didn't go up at all. You would have been better off to buy a pre-owned home, 
put a $40,000 kitchen into it and the value of that house would probably be a lot closer to that $440,000 that you've now spent in that property. It's funny because we talked about this weeks ago and you said we were going to get to this. Mm-hmm. We, we spent about $40,000 on a backyard because for us, that backyard with the nice stone patio and the umbrella and all that kind of stuff, for us, it's, and we don't get much of a summer where we are in Canada. So for us, that is an extra, we're at, we added an extra room on, but not everybody sees it like that. Uh, yeah, and it will de- depend on the buyer. Of course, there'll be some buyers that might be willing to pay you a little extra, but for the most part, most buyers will not want to reimburse you that $40,000 that you spent in your backyard. And again, my answer of that depends is that I don't think it's a waste of money for you to have spent that money if it gives you pleasure and that you enjoy being in your backyard, that those are the kinds of things that you should do because you do like your house and you do want to enjoy spending time there. And so it's never a waste. Uh, owning a house this is not your regular type of asset. Um, this is not like an investment that you're um, purchasing just because it's an asset. Uh, there has to be some some like there too, because you're spending a lot of your time in it. And especially in COVID times, we're spending a lot more hours in our houses than we've ever spent before. And one of the things that I've noticed from some of my friends in the renovation business is that they're busier than they've ever been because people are renovating their houses because they're not getting on airplanes and they're not traveling like they once did and they're staying at home and they've discovered that their home isn't quite as perfect as they once thought. I'm also fascinated by, and I watch a lot of the TV channels, you know, home and garden TV and all that kind of stuff. And I'm watching these people flip their homes and I'm watching them put incredible money into everything. And I'm thinking to myself, are they ever going to get that back? And is this good advice? And in the I'm, market, I'm, the market we're in, I would think that's more dangerous than anything. Is it not? I'm so glad you brought that up because yes, um, those made-for-TV shows uh, drive me crazy because that's not the real world. Yeah, and unless you get a steal of a deal on a property that it is very difficult to flip properties here in Edmonton. And it has more to do with our values that have been dropping in the past five years. Back in 2005, 2006, and early 2007, when house prices were going through the roof, it was easy to flip properties. And in fact, you didn't have to do very much to them because literally by the time you took possession, the value had already jumped ten dollars or $20,000 on that home and you just had to hold on to it. So while you were doing your renovations, maybe changing out some flooring or putting in some new cabinets, that the actual value was going up. Well, that's not happening in 2020. And for, you know, our prices have been holding steady for for about a year now. um, And we haven't seen a gigantic increase or decrease in actual values. It's only been moving about one to 2%. It becomes exceptionally difficult to make a profit flipping homes value which i again i sound like this broken record but i talk about it all the time is made up of three things first and foremost location um so where that piece of dirt is located secondly the size of the home and lastly least importantly uh the cosmetics of that home and you can only affect the value by about five to ten percent so when you see these flipping shows, I, I think it's really unrealistic to think that you're going to be able to buy 
a three hundred or four hundred thousand dollar house and make a hundred thousand dollar profit. It just doesn't happen. I know somebody because uh, it's me. And uh, when we did renovation work to our last place, we eliminated a bedroom upstairs because we wanted mm-hmm. more space. That was a mistake because clearly people like having a lot of bedrooms upstairs. We just didn't get good enough advice on that kind of stuff. Can you pass along that kind of advice to people if they get a hold of you that what's a good idea and what is not what is not a good idea? And and we often we often get those calls where we have a three bedroom house and we're thinking about getting rid of a bedroom to make a a, a really huge ensuite or walk in closet. Yeah, and that, those are the kinds of things, unfortunately, that um, are not great for resale. Now, the whole world isn't about resale, of course, but typical families are made up of of a mom and dad and two children, and so. Uh, usually at the top of a potential buyer's wish list is a home that has three bedrooms. Um, three bedrooms and double garage are the two most common things we hear on our buyer's wish list of what they're looking for in a property. So taking out a bedroom, unfortunately, would not be a great use of money and or um, making that house easy for resale. Now, again, it's not always about resale. And if, if that house was perfect for you and you weren't planning on selling it for a long time, then I would encourage you to do whatever makes you happy. There are some parts. Um, I talked about the fencing and landscaping and decks that they don't add a lot of value. Things like windows, furnaces, shingles. You know, you might get a little bit more for that house, but definitely not a lot general rule of thumb is any of those things at best you're going to get 20 cents on the dollar basement development is usually the most common question brent we're thinking about developing our basement what do you think and i will tell you that on average people return about 40 to 50 cents on the dollar for anything they spend below grade if you had the capability to develop your basement yourself you will rescue back the cost of the materials so the cost of those plumbing fixtures and the light fixtures and the flooring, the drywall, you'll get all of those costs back. But what you won't get back is the labor. So on an average $400,000 home, we'll see that a house with a fully finished basement will sell for about twenty dollars to $25,000 more than a house with an unfinished basement. But it's almost impossible to get that basement professionally developed for twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars, because again, that'll probably just be the materials, and the labor will be another twenty to twenty-five thousand. So, on average, for most people to develop their basements, you're looking at about fifty thousand dollars, and you'll get back twenty to twenty-five thousand of that. Does that disappoint a lot of people when they hear that? Or yeah. yeah, and and so if I'm representing a buyer, what a great opportunity to buy a house with a finished basement. <laughs> Because it's almost like that guy who buys that brand new car, when he drives it off the lot, he's unfortunately taking the biggest hit yep. in the resale of that car. And, and it's not that the values of the properties drop. It's just that certain parts that you put into your house, you're not going to get great return on. So if I'm a buyer, it's much better to buy a house that already has the developed basement where somebody else has already done that for you versus buying an unfinished basement where you're going to have to add another 50000 and unfortunately only get twenty to 25 of it back. So do you get a little scared when people are going on and on about return on investment? 
<laughs> yeah, because unfortunately for them, you know, the, they might get sold yeah. uh, on it and, and they meet a, a smooth talking salesperson who, who promises them that whatever the upgrade might be, that it's going to improve the value of their house. And that's just not the reality. And, and you know, value is not determined by me as a, a realtor. And it's not even determined by the sellers. Value is determined by the buyers in a marketplace. And that's really where it comes from. And so when we're sitting down talking about value of properties, we get to show what properties have actually sold for. And that number is determined by the buyers in any marketplace. So if so, I'm putting that hot tub in, I'm really putting it in for me. You are. And, and you know, it's funny here in my notes, <laughs> I was looking at of what, some of the worst spots to put money and that you'll get zero dollars for and then all of a sudden start to go into the negative yeah um i wrote hot tub and then even more importantly pool um, and and so so a house with a pool might even sell for less money than the house that doesn't have the pool so it's not even selling for the same amount where you're getting the pool for free you you'll be getting a deal because uh, here in edmonton where our summers are so short which we talked about just a couple of minutes ago is is that owning a pool is is a pretty expensive fixture in your in your yard and um that's constantly costing you money and most buyers are not interested in in taking on that expense or or that work so so the pool argument is is again if you're looking at the very best spot to spend your money well kitchens and and then bathrooms at the very top of our list and at the very bottom of our list for a property here in Edmonton would be a pool. I'm telling you, these flipping houses on these TV shows have completely ruined it for me tonight. I'm sorry. I don't think that uh, the Property Brothers have, have been lying to you on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're trying to make that show a little sexier than it really is. And uh, the reality is, is that you have to be super careful about putting money into a property. Um, we do have, of course clients that do flip properties and they haven't been very active for the past few years but when they were doing it when the market was a little bit better some of the things that they were looking for in neighborhoods that they were going into is making sure that they were buying one of the least expensive homes in that neighborhood what you don't want to do is make that house worth more than all the other homes in the neighborhood so what i mean by that is if the average sale price of a, a neighborhood is around four hundred thousand. You can't sell a five or six hundred thousand dollar house in that neighborhood. Yeah. It would just it, it would be very very difficult. So that's what the flippers are looking for. They're going into neighborhoods where there's lots of room to to raise the price. They're also looking for bigger homes um, because of the value formula, basically. So. Oh, that when they ask a certain dollar amount, that that house doesn't seem too small compared to the competition. Because what buyers are looking for, they're looking for the very biggest and the very nicest home that they can possibly uh, get for their budget. Here we are, we're going into November now. And most people think this is a quiet time for you guys. I'm guessing you get phone calls and inquiries on emails all the time. Is this a good time to reach out to you guys? Oh, this is the best time, especially if, if for, let, let's talk about the two different sets of people that might be calling. If I'm a, an investor or a first home buyer, I can't think of a better time to start looking at properties. You're going to get your very best deal 
November, December, January. Those are the lowest three selling months of the entire year. And in case you're wondering why, well, it has everything to do with weather, that if you buy a house in December, you're not typically taking possession until January or February. Well, it's really cold. (laughs) And who wants to move in those months? Versus when you buy a house in March and you're moving in in April or May, um, a lot uh, more civil so to speak. So that really slows down our market. So if I'm a first home buyer or an investor, uh, I would be wanting to buy a house in November, December, each and every year. For sellers, this is a great time to reach out for us because you might have some time to get the house ready so that when we list it February 1st or March 1st, that all those things that were on the honey-do list, you had time to do. And that's where we come into play. Our team can come into your house and give you a little list of things that will add value. And those things shouldn't cost a lot. Sometimes it's just a little bit bit about sweat equity and cleaning and making things look really great for the buyer because it is a buyer's market. And typically not, it's not just the best priced homes that are selling. It's also the best looking homes that are selling. Okay. How do people get a hold of you? They can reach out to us directly at 780-464-0075 or reach us on the web www.macintoshgroup.ca. And that is episode three, Return on Investment. We got through it, and thanks, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Bryn. See you soon. Okay. Okay.